0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 16, verse 20. Then he commanded the disciples that they should tell no one that he was the Jesus, the Christ. I guess the time was not right yet. The time would come, however, when Jesus would instruct them to tell everyone the good news. Indeed, it would be proclaimed to all the world. Mark sixteen fifteen, and he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to the whole creation. Verse 21 goes on, From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and He killed and on the third day be raised up. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this will never be done to you. He turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. Oh, Peter, from the mountaintop to the valley in just a few verses, from praise to rebuke. You see, the apostles still at this point didn't understand the whole picture. It was slowly being made evident to them that perhaps they misunderstood this whole kingdom thing after all. Notice that Peter attempts to correct Jesus here. Well, that alone shows that one, he lacked understanding of the magnitude of his earlier statements he had made. And two, he still had a lot to learn and his pride had already begun to overwhelm. It seems remarkable that as soon as we pick ourselves uh, up off the dirt of our life of sin, we haven't even finished brushing ourselves off before we begin to instruct others about the fine points of picking themselves up off the dirt. Pride is a subtle killer and a speedy destroyer. Peter just moments ago confirmed the deity of Christ, and now we find him attempting to rebuke and correct that very deity. Many confessed believers will come to the knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ in the written word only to then refuse such with simple concepts such as, quote, well, I just don't believe that, end quote. Amazing. As if that statement somehow negates reality. This is not mind over matter. This is not a refusal to accept such uh, somehow and that's going to make the truth go away. We are indeed like children arguing on the playgrounds of life, aren't we? Verse 24, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Well, make no mistake here. Jesus is not asking for self-denial. He's asking for denial of self. The latter has far greater ramifications. It's much easier to deny my flesh one thing or another, often in a legalistic or extra biblical way, than to deny myself in a Christ first lifestyle where, where my wishes and my desires and my opinions, well, they're no longer a consideration. There is no stronger declaration in all of Scripture as to the call of discipleship. This is not a part time adventure nor is it some sort of evening class at the local Votek. No, this is speaking of giving to Christ everything. Certainly, this puts to rest any of man's recent attempts to neatly place Jesus into a modern life plan with its organiz- organizational flowcharts. The bottom line is nothing less than my personal death to this world. Oh, if we could just absorb this concept. Have you died to this world? For this is the path of discipleship, and it's the only one. Please note the word follow in this verse, in the present tense. Follow. Every day. Every day. Verse 25. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. how we so often struggle with balancing our life's desires and our love for Jesus. Sooner or later, we'll grow tired and then things will begin to get out of hand because it's then, it seems, in just a moment, when we are losing control of both and we realize we can only save one from hitting the floor. Which will it be, my life or Jesus' life? Verse 26, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what will a man give in exchange for his life? What is your price today? How much would it cost for you to turn and walk away? Such a question deserves serious consideration. If indeed a price exists, then Satan is famous for presenting that price price is different for each of us, could be power, riches, or fame. It may be a woman or a man, or maybe we just want to feel good in the sense of physical pleasure, or just to avoid pain or discomfort. Many of us will reject the power of God in our lives for merely the price of freedom from our own minds. Verse 27, for the Son of Man will come in glory, of his Father with his angels, then he will render to everyone according to his deeds." We are saved by grace, but rewarded for our works. Now many today would love to refute that fact, or they're hoping that this verse is a mistake. For those who have embraced the concept of verse 24, this holds only good news. Such a heart does not serve for reward here or in the internal. They work out a passion and a love manifested for the only thing in their life that really matters, and that's the person of Jesus Christ. So again, who do you say that he is? And further, who does your life say he is? Wrapping up, chapter 16 says in verse 28, Most certainly I tell you, There are some standing here who will in no way taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Now this, quite likely, is in reference to the coming glorification of Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.